All right, finally working. <laughs> finally working. Well, I wanted to start by just saying um, happy White History Month. <laughs> white Boy Summer. White Boy Summer. Happy White Boy Summer. Happy White History Month. You know, we all know July just feels white. Um, <laughs> coming off that disgusting month last month, you know, that everyone seems to uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's enjoy month. participating in. Um, I usually go into like a comatose state throughout Pride Month. <laughs> I try to, like, I, I really do try to avoid the internet, avoid television, just, just avoid all of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets me agitated. I did see something funny today, though. Not totally Pride Month related, but as far as, like, I've been disconnected from media for a good while, so I haven't gotten to see too any, you know, new trends, especially television, because I don't watch television much anymore. And I don't listen to radio much either. Uh, but I was going to the store earlier today with my dad, and uh, I hadn't listened to the radio in a long time. My dad listens to the radio a lot, so he had the radio on. And there was a, like like fat shaming pa oh gosh yeah it was a public announcement about fat shaming and it was just like i'm a person too and i shouldn't be treated poorly have you ever heard have you ever heard these these phrases before sir i don't believe you're qualified for this job <laughs> how about you get up and stop eating more or stop eating as much <laughs> and it's just like all these people and i thought it was like a joke but yeah. it was serious it's like every day people are are discriminated against for their weight and i'm thinking to myself i i i, I mean i i was like 200 and i was like 240 pounds last year and i and i'm i'm a manlet i'm only like five six five seven give or take so um so i was i was a big boy and then i lost maybe like 60 70 pounds because i got up and stop yeah. eating as much. <laughs> and I'm just hearing these people whine. I'm like, holy crap, where was my public service announcement when I was when, a year ago? <laughs> well, bu bullying works. <laughs> you know, sometimes I mean, sometimes many, it does. Some... How many stories do you hear of like UFC fighters where it's just like, when I was a kid, I got bullied. And then I made a vow to myself, that's not going to happen to me. And then they like become UFC world champions. You know, it's like yeah. I mean, some it, people it like worked. in general. <laughs> yeah, like in general, though, some people like some people do have an issue with taking things like that. You know, I didn't like for like for most of my life, I was a chubber too, right? Like Same. now, I'm actually now I'm actually starting to get into pretty good shape now. But that took me like a year of work, and I'm still not there. I just got away from being fat. Yeah. You know, now I now I kind of now I kind of just look a little flabby and normal, but I I can go upstairs without getting winded, and I'm not particularly worried about any conditions. You yeah. know, so yeah. now now I'm kind of as far as you know, like the hospital or you know my doctor would be concerned, I'm probably just like a couple of pounds over what my weight my my normal weight should be, anyways. But yeah. some people really do have an issue with like getting talked to that way. But in general, that's kind of like years of that. Like my parents never never minced words with that. It was just like, yeah, you're fat. You should probably do something about that. Well, obviously, there's like a line that gets crossed where it's like you're just being mean and you're just being hateful. Yeah. And as Christians, we're not called to like just be hateful, but there right, is. But we are called to speak the truth. Right. Like, and, and if you love somebody, you should care for them enough to like want them around. 
like as christians you should want to like have their souls be saved and speaking the truth to them like preaching the gospel to them and also like on like a human level too it's like hey man like i want you around like i want you to have a family and be around when your your kids have kids and like be able to play with them and not be like sitting on a couch or in a hospital four days of the week you know yeah and with that's true you don't die right away Right. And with modern I mean, yeah. medicine, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And so, so now they actually rather, you know, when you went, when it was in ye olden days and you were really fat and you got health conditions, you just died. Right. right. Now they right. keep you alive <laughs> for agonizing years and years. And you see people that are in their 80s and 90s and they're really overweight and they haven't lived a day in the last 50 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like a, a, a struggle for them to do anything. And I really, the more I got that in my head, the more I was like, I don't want that. So yeah. one day it's expensive. I mean, you know, you go buy a personal trainer. Uh, well, go buy one. I didn't buy one like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my my pocket train, my pocket personal train. No, but I hired a personal trainer and I went and I did all the research I needed to know what my diet should be. And you know, it took a lot of work, but I I got it done. Uh, yeah, that's the key word but, is work is, you know, oh, work and sacrifice yeah. you, and, and you have to want it. You have to want it to yeah. practicing discomfort, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Put rocks in your shoes. Make yourself feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I like that. Like the, it used to be survival of the fittest and now it's mm-hmm. survival of the fattest. Like you can just <laughs> survive if you have enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always, I always remind people that, uh, I always try to remind people that gluttony is like the forgotten sin. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I mean, myself, like I have a belly on me and I'm working mm-hmm. really hard every day to, to burn it off, well, you know? And yeah. it's like, but as long as you're trying, like, yes, like I have a belly. So you could say you're fat, you're overweight. And it's like, yes, fat. Well, I think some but people, I am think I, some am people I sitting exist. here accepting that or am I making excuses mm-hmm. for it? Or am I trying to do something about it? It's like, that's yeah, well, kind of the mindset is like, some people's bodies just aren't good at burning fat, you know, or some people do have like legitimate, like health problems, like, like, uh, bodily issues that prevent them from losing weight or their body packs on the weight and holds onto it, no matter how hard they try with exercise or whatever. But as long as you're just not making excuses and you're like, I'm on a mission to be good, do good, like be healthy, eat healthy and work hard. Like I'm, I want to work hard. If that's your mindset, you're going to be healthy. Even if you have a belly, even if you have some flab on your neck or whatever, you know, on your thighs or your butt, whatever unwanted, quote unquote, appearance fat you may have, as long as you're working hard and striving hard to be healthy, like you're going to be healthy. The problem is making excuses for it and pretending it's not real or living in your like victimhood. And, you know, I can't do that mentality. Like that's what's going to make you unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I, I think you really, I, I think you honestly, I don't think anybody has a condition. I mean, maybe they're rarely, but usually the main condition. We probably both have this condition pretty heavily. It's called the uh, put down the carbs. <laughs> like, it, 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 yeah. it, it, it's called the put down the candy bar disease. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, can, tell, I can tell you right now. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, like I said, I still got a little bit of a gut, but I was a big, big boy not that yeah. long ago, so yeah. I know how bad it can be. But I know this is all kind of a little off topic, but we're just you know firing, <laughs> the, firing the pistons here yeah. and getting things oiled up. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I do tell people that gluttony is the forgotten sin. People forget how to fast. 
people yeah. uh, forget that uh, moderation is something that you need to keep in mind. And I've tried to make that part of my uh, weight loss as well. Fasting, uh, you know, just like just water and bread sometimes. Yep. Adding that portion uh, into things. So you have that faith element to it as well. I mean, have you ever seen any depictions of Jesus or the apostles as being fat? <laughs> um, no, they're all no. ripped. I mean, I have seen one as a, uh, you know, Buddha, you know, trying to make make it seem Buddha like Buddha wasn't Jesus fat was... either. Yeah. I don't <laughs> right, think he's yeah. I don't some think blasphemous nonsense depiction. Well, oh, yeah, it's not Buddha anyway. <laughs> Buddha's a type of person and yeah. yeah, whatever guy that's supposed to be. But yeah, I, as far as I'm, I don't think yeah. he was fat either, but yeah, anyway. But that does kind of lead into kind of a, a good discussion to talk about, which is mm -hmm. that, which is like restraint and, you know, practicing discomfort. It is kind of what we're talking about, but like, mm -hmm. and that's a good point is like fasting and practicing mm -hmm. self-restraint, which clearly our country has a problem with, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you can see it on their guts. You can see it in their lifestyles. You can see it in their search histories. Um, you can see the results, you know, just weak, weak men and women, women in positions of power. They have no, you know, real <laughs> um, authority yeah. to be in, you know, that's just causing all this mm -hmm. chaos. And, you know, the fact that Pride Month is so big and so celebrated is just a sign of how little or how much we've abandoned our responsibilities. And that is a good concept of restraint. And I do think that's why the church, like, you know, Catholic church, Orthodox church, some of the, like the longest lasting churches, <laughs> they oh. exist because they practice restraint. They don't give into the culture. Oh. They don't like conform to people's feelings and emotions, you know, whatever the thing of the day is or the thing of the week is the topic of the week or whatever's popular in the moment. It's like they practice restraint and they do what's right. And they base their foundation on truth. And oh. that's clearly something that like, you know, people in America living today, maybe not in our history overall, but just today. And it looks like going forward, there seems to be a problem with that is that ability to restrain the flesh urges. And so that leads me to what you guys are doing at the new Columbia movement, which is trying to rebuild yeah, America mind, um, yeah, <laughs> and rebuild, what, uh... rebuild this and like reestablish like, you know, strength, honor, duty, like doing what's right, mm -hmm. seeking to be moral and seeking to, know and spread the truth and not just yeah you know kind of give in to what the culture is doing yeah for for those uh just because we kind of just you know we, we we took off right out of the gate there uh, <laughs> uh let your audience know who i am and uh, what we're uh oh yeah 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 i don't know i don't know if we introduced any i don't know if, if if, well, you, if you introduce if you introduce here anything i just said something about that before, <laughs> there we go. That's well you are how we are though that's how i am with my live stream too i feel you well you are a returning guest because we have covered some topics on my live stream 36. yeah i don't so know how you, is... i don't know how you organize it <laughs> so this is part two uh and it's nick or nikolai which one do you prefer uh I, i'm i'm okay with nick, <laughs> I'm nick. Not, i i i don't i don't squat <laughs> ben Nick here from the New Columbia Movement. Um, the premise is faith, family, fraternity. Is that the right order? I might be mixing the order up. Is it faith, no, family, right fraternity? And I think we mentioned this too, like mine is faith, loyalty, hope. And uh -huh. I think that, I mean, 
obviously faith first and foremost, right? But family and fraternity is so crucial. Right. I really respect what you guys are doing. And I do think that's something that we need to be focused on and pushing on. The difference, the reason I have loyalty and hope is I think mine is more like a personal, like me talking to an individual. Right. Whereas it's you guys are talking to more of like society at, at large. Like, right. We're more of an organization. You're, you're more of an, uh, uh, an entity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a, yeah, an individual. Oh, how, Not that there's anything wrong. Oh, with how that. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, if you want to just kind of explain again, like what, what you guys are, what you guys are up to and kind of what's the plan going forward. Like what's the vision yeah, that you guys so, have for your channel and for your movement? So, so I don't remember uh, everything that we talked about the last time that I was with you here, but since then I know we've grown considerably we're, yeah. we're creeping on 100 members. I mean, you're in our Slack, so you can see us fluctuate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're, like, close to 80 right now. But the thing is, is we can, on, on a good week, we might get five to six new members. So it depends on a lot of things there. Uh, right now, we're trying to make the, the transition into more IRL, you know, real-life stuff. Yeah. Focusing on chapter growth and consistency. Uh, also, like, more... More professional productions. You, you might you might notice that our posts have gotten more. Uh, I don't know how else to. You really I don't know what word. Impactful. Professional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we Powerful. Sound, we sound a lot strong. More, we sound a lot. Yeah. Some people say pompous. But, yeah. I would I mean, say I've inspiring, heard, man. I mean, I see like uh, you know I'll just pop on like Telegram or on Twitter, and you guys mm. pop up, and it's just like yes. Like that's kind of what yeah, I needed. Like that's kind of what I needed to hear today. You know, like that is you know, and some of it's like on topic, kind of like what the culture is talking about, or what's politically being you know charged in the in the in the narrative today. And sometimes it's just like a message that just needs to be set. You know, just an overall core message of that exact like faith, family, fraternity, like things that need to be said and known and understand, understood and talked about you know, by individuals and in families and in communities at large. So yeah, you yeah, guys have been doing I, a great job. Yeah. I, I only say the like pompous thing because, uh, uh, the guy that does our, so, like most of our social media posts, we've started to, we've started to get this inner voice. And this is actually something that I've been working really hard on because this used to just be me and SK, the other co-founder. Yeah. Uh, and it was hard for us to find a consistent voice because eventually we picked up another member and he handled our Twitter. And then, you know, I, I started uh, experimenting with Instagram and stuff. And the problem was is that when you have somebody different running every social media page, you start to diverge in like how you sound when you type stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, we had one guy that tended to post in the first person rather than as like a third person kind of like organizational kind of voice yeah you know we us uh rather than i me uh so we had to we had a lot of work on that but over time we started finding this kind of voice that where everything sounds pretty consistent we have, we have one guy primarily that does most of our social media now but other than that we have a lot of guys that feed him content and he doesn't have to edit it because we all have kind of made this voice for ourselves. And it's it's very, um, some people have said it was pompous. Some people say it's a little <laughs> LARPy. I, I, the thing is, is you, 
truth and the reality of the matter is anything serious doesn't tend to make people very comfortable anymore. So they don't they 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 think it's that it's cringe, cringe, bro. <laughs> you know, like what's that? You said something about like Christian virtues and values and. You know, you oh God, you said something about authentic love and relationships. But cringe, bro. Cringe. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's such a hurt. You know, like the you know, like the it's a, everything is okay. Whoa, Jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like mask over his face and he's crying in the background. Like, yeah, okay, man. Hitting on some topics that a lot of people uh, maybe don't want to talk about, and yeah. we're not. We use memes from time to time, but at one point we were like a lot of memes, and then we we tapered it down to where now a lot of our stuff is more quotes and more original, you know, comments that our own uh, members are coming up with. But right now, mainly working on more professional content. Sean has been doing our YouTube videos. If you've checked out our YouTube at all, yeah. you'll notice we have, I believe, three. No, 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 four. We have four original videos with Sean uh, doing all of them. There was one on uh, our financial system. There was another one on uh, the LGBT movement, another one on the importance of family. And then I think there was one on uh, Snapchat. We had another one on Snapchat. So there was uh, not on Snapchat, but the video was about Snapchat. <laughs> so we've actually done... Uh, <laughs> um, I could think of a lot of funny stuff we could do with Snapchat. <laughs> what are the one of the pictures that disappear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could have fun with that. Well, <laughs> uh, speaking of the YouTube uh, channel yeah, and speaking no, of uh, Sean. I'm not going to go into any gamer moments. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, your YouTube channel and speaking of Sean, not me, Sean. He started, is it him or the other guy who started the podcast on your channel, Faith Talks? Oh, that, you know, the funny thing about that, did he use his uh, full name in that? See, that's why I'm confused, because I'm pretty sure he did. But he uh, did, then, then I don't, then I, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I not, he though. he did, then he did. I, I, I mean, I actually, I, I skimmed most of it. Yeah, I know, I'm in charge of the organization, and I skimmed it. But um, the, the thing is, is that a lot of our guys are very, very competent. And they've actually been striking out and doing their own little projects on their own. So I had this idea uh, that we have all of like like what what do we we have a meeting maybe every other week? Uh, we call it mini pop ministry of propaganda. And we have a meeting uh, twice a week or not twice a week twice a month, and that was in regards to how can we create new content. We're, we're always looking at making better content and new content so that we can kind of pad our our um, our library of content and reach new people. So we had one idea of, well, how, look how many members we have. Most of us are pretty open about who we are and what we do and what we believe. Let's start doing, like, interviews yep. with our members and kind of talk about their faith journeys. Yeah, the because individual you know, story behind the group. You know, the, the collective right. of the group, what are the individuals and what are they up to? Right, the faces. What's yeah, their life? Putting, yeah. putting faces to the organization, I think, is crucial because one yeah. thing that, that we as an organization with the New Columbia Movement have over some of these uh, 
faceless alt-right Spurgo type groups is that <laughs> we're not really afraid of hiding. You know, you know, we're not afraid of anybody. They can they can do whatever they want to me, right? I mean, I'm not gonna give them the ammo to do it if they wanted to do it. But if but if they figured out, you know, exactly who I am, where I live, yada yada yada, I don't think it would be that hard for them to do it. In all honesty, because I'm very open in public. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I'm really open. I'm very public. I don't think it would be difficult for all for them to find me. But assuming they did, what are you going to get me for? Saying what I believe. I say the things that I say to everybody, right? Yeah. Whether I mean, you know, I don't shout it to the rooftops when I'm at work, but people know what I think at work. I have Pepe on right. my uh, wallpaper for my phone. <laughs> so I was one time I was at work. I was at work, and I have the base department calling. Uh, the, uh, the, that's my wallpaper, or my, my lock screen thing. So when I turn my, my, so whenever I turn my phone on, it goes to the lock screen. It has uh, um, the the graper frog there, <laughs> and he's sitting there with the cigar, and it has like answer decline calling yeah. the base department. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. then I, I remember one of my supervisors, one of my supervisors walked by me, and he leaned over my shoulder and said, "He said, oh, Pepe, huh?" And I thought to myself, "Oh shit." Cause, cause this guy, cause this guy has the Jewish last name, and all I thought to myself was, "I'm dead." And <laughs> was like, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised who yeah, are the but... groypers and groyper adjacents out there. Oh yeah, but uh, anyways, what I was getting at is that uh, it was another form of content for us. Uh, that we can do to help put a face and flesh out our organization. And, and we've been having these meetings for a couple of months now. And part of that is going to be, you know, fixing up the podcast. That, that's always a work in progress because it's, it's very hard to it's, – it's, it's difficult to run a podcast, I'm sure you know, because uh, we were just oh, yeah. talking yeah. for like, what, 45 <laughs> minutes beforehand about why OBS won't work because it never works when you want it to work. And yeah. when, it, when you don't want it to work, it works fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're striking out on all fronts right now. Uh, we have somebody that straight up made a magazine for us. Uh, oh, really? yeah. oh yeah, we have all a bunch of articles that people have submitted. So anybody that's ever submitted an article to us, it has not disappeared. <laughs> we we <laughs> are working on it. It's just a work in progress. So we have a magazine. Uh, it's gonna be mostly you know like a virtual one, but we have a a, a first draft of that started up. Lots of lots of stuff going on. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love the the videos. Uh, I'm looking at your channel right now. Is why is Snapchat so degenerate? So uh, everyone yeah. at home, add that to your queue. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for a moral and religious people, which I've seen, which is also oh, awesome. Oh, that and, one. Uh, yep, very that inspiring. You're being robbed, which I think right was about the financial system. Right. A prideful lie, which is about Pride Month and just all that degenerate, you know, degeneracy being like pushed on children and, you know, into the culture mm -hmm. and then focus on family. So, yeah, you guys are starting to build a nice little catalog of, uh, you know, meaningful videos that, be <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, ed educational and insightful. And, you know, the, the, the big thing that I love and respect about you guys is it's not just complaints. Like, I kind of get this with, you know, I've just been so disillusioned with the right or conservatives or whatever you want to call them. And a lot of Christians, too, because it's just pointing and complaining. Look at how horrible. Look at how awful. Things are so bad. You know, it's just complaint, complaint, complaint. Okay. Yes. Like, yes, you're yeah. right. 
But what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm just going to complain. Well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, get on Twitter and, and tweet. But you guys are like, okay, let's do something about it. Let's organize. Let's really educate. Let's seek to educate people. You know, let's try to like actually get into our communities, get into our churches and start making changes. Um, so I just like that mentality. I mean, obviously you guys are just starting out. So, you know, the best is yet to come and the growth will happen. Um, and actual change kind of is probably, I guess, yet to be like tangibly calculated, but it's about to because you guys have that mindset and that mission of let's go out and really change this stuff, not just sit at our keyboards and complain about it. So, I, yeah, I, I yeah. love I love I, kind of semi quasi being a part of this movement. And I love this movement yeah. and what you guys are doing. And I'm very optimistic about the future, like for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah sure. no, I. I uh, I love the particular meme of uh, in regards to what you were saying earlier uh, about the just pointing and complaining. Uh, the one meme where it's the elephant, it's a, it's a stone toss comic. It's where where they're all kneeling and there's like the elephant kneeling next to a guy uh, representing the Republican Party, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, imagine if the shoe was on the other foot." <laughs> aren't, yeah. aren't liberals such hypocrites and it shows like the first guy is already dead on the ground and they have the gun to the head of the next guy yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the elephant's sitting there like man aren't they such hypocrites yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's, that's how the world feels like that's how the world feels like sometimes i i'm yeah. i don't want to complain about it and see the problem is solutions are required at this point right like and complaining is fine but if that's all you're doing that's not fine Right. right. And if you don't, like, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't start work and this is like, like a, on a serious note, because this is, this is my, has been my observation. Uh, I've, I've kind of bounced the range before we, me and SK started our own thing. We were all over the place, different organizations, uh, you know, some a little more radical than others, not like hardcore, but you know, the, the ideology <laughs> sometimes shifted a little more radical than most. And from what I've seen with some of these organizations is that, if you don't give them practical solutions, they they immediately go to just pure aggression. Well, then we have yeah. to fight. Well, then we have to do this, and then we have to do that. And and you know it's 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 kind of, it's it's partly fear, and it's genuine, yeah. uh, because there's a lot of in, in reality everything is pretty scary. Uh, but if you don't give them reasonable and rational outlets to actually fix these issues, you actually end up creating. Uh, dangerous people. Like, I've always found it funny that I feel like I grew up with a whole... I, I think we might have talked about this in, our, in the last live stream that me and you were on. Uh, I came into the like political sphere around Gamergate. Uh, yeah. So it was one of those things where if, if I was just left... like In theory, right? In theory, if I was just left alone, right? <laughs> and, I got, and I got to see my big, you know... Uh, how do I say it? You know, you remember like the video game Mass Effect? I've never played it, but I know what it is. Yeah, so like there used to be this thing where like there was like you know attractive blue uh, alien girl or whatever I forget what her name was Liara I think, uh, and they had like all these attractive girls on there, but it wasn't just her. It was like uh, um. Like Laura Croft and everything, and what was it, Anita Sarkeesian started making videos about all these characters and female objectification and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And, and, and even if she had some points, 
it started like blowing up into the Gamergate thing and inclusivity. And I can't help but think that in some ways they created me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, like I wasn't that religious. I really wasn't that religious. I wasn't very political. I just wanted to play video games, right? I wanted to be left alone in my own little soy boy hell and just, you know, get fat, play my video games and just be a consumer. Consumer. Right? That, that's, all I, that's all I wanted. That's yeah. all most people wanted, honestly. If you come from like a standard American, uh, you know, raising, that, that's kind of how most people turn out. And I would have got, you know, my nine to five and, and, and just toiled away until I died. And that they could have got that, right? You yeah. could have got that, but you had to push. You had to push. Yeah. <laughs> you had to push. And now you create. Now this entire generation has been created, and they're all, you know, now that they're all red pilled, Christ pilled, some of them, the <laughs> ones that, that that really understand it. But now that they're um, quote unquote red pilled, and they see what's going on around them, and they've woken up to it, they want answers and they want solutions, and they have none. And the, the boomer servatives, bless their hearts, they have no solutions. Have you ever talked to yeah. an older person? Have you ever talked to an older person about what needs to be done? And yeah, if you pathetic. tell them, I think it's, this it's needs to be done, unbearable. or this, this needs to be done, or that needs to be done, they'll tell you one of two things. Number one, they'll deny that there's a problem at all. Yeah. Or number two, they'll say that that's extreme. They'll acknowledge the problem, but they won't acknowledge any kind of solution. Right. And yeah. the problem is that if you don't have that Christian background where you, uh, you know, realize that, that you have to exhaust every single option under the sun before you are justified in anything uh, aggressively to solve an issue, uh, you just start breeding radicals. And that's what's happening right now. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of what we're doing with the New Columbia Movement right now, because we're acting as this bulwark against that kind of uh, using the continuing to use the lingo of the generation that probably would be the most interested in what we're doing uh, a bulwark against that black pill the idea of you know there's nothing that can be done we're all done for we're all screwed uh, I saw you posted something in your discord not that long ago about hey boys where are we meeting up for the FEMA for the FEMA re-education camp <laughs> the Walmart, the no. Walmart re-education camp <laughs> I yeah. found out which one mine was, though. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we end up in the same here. one. That'd be pretty based. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah that'd be pretty based. I saw some of, the, some of those old memes where, like, there's a guy winking and pointing at somebody. Like, hey, when you meet your friend, when you meet your online friends at the re-education camp. Yeah. Oh, I love the Facebook yeah. stuff recently, too. Not to get too off topic with it, but the, the Facebook thing where... I knew there was going to be some great memes for the uh, you may have been radicalized or like you may be getting radicalized by the content you've seen. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen the memes, but uh, I've been on Facebook now for almost probably almost a year. Ah, uh, you're not following anything based. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But pretty much everybody I know got one of those and the memes they started making were great. It's like... You you have been re you recently have been exposed to radical content and the one guy who made the meme underneath it do you yeah he added the text to it is like you were re uh, did you know you were recently exposed to radical content of course I know who 
it's me. Right, yeah. I made the radical <laughs> content. Yeah, yeah. But, I, um, I did, yes. Fact. Yes, me. yes, I know who made it. That was me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in general, we're, we're kind of growing quite rapidly, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where things go as we uh, continue to grow here. Well, yeah, like kind of what you said and then leading into that too is like, um, you know, again, it's just a meme It goes around is that, you know, that, but it's a meme, but it's actually like philosophically profound is that, you know, good times make weak men, weak men make hard times, you know, like it's a cycle and it's so true. And we're in that, like we're in the period where 50 to 100 years ago, good times made weak men. And that's our parents or our grandparents or maybe even some of our peers or, you know, I wouldn't say us as in me and you, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like us, like in general, like our society. So we're entering into the bad times. We're either in it or we're just entering into it. So what are we going to yeah. do about it? You know, I mean, it's almost out of necessity. We have to now stand up and reclaim it. And I think it's almost inevitable, whether you like it or not, (laughs) like things are either going to get so hard that you have to in order to survive, or they're just going to get hard enough that it's going to motivate people to become strong men again, you know? Um, And I think the boomers are just the epitome of that. The good times made them weak, you know? And I think think it's our job to kind of reclaim that and rebuild it, you know? And I like to, I've been kind of harping on this thought too recently of, um, what 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 has been lost can be found, right? So let's say the boomers lost America or lost, you know, Christianity or lost, you know, something has clearly been lost from like the America that was that everyone kind of fantasizes about, like that early 19th century or that 19th century, early 20th century America that everyone kind of wants to like reclaim or fight back. And OK, let's I'm interested s- too much in that. But let's personally. say let's say overall, yeah. we've just lost something good in this country. Mm-hmm it can be reclaimed, you know, it's not gone and destroyed forever. And like, that's what you guys, I feel like the premise of what you guys are up to is, is let's reclaim faith, family, fraternity. Let's reclaim morality and let's, you know, rebuild our families and rebuild our communities, you know, starting with us and building up. Yes. So this kind of starts to get into like hardcore philosophy stuff. But one thing that I always caution people with, uh, not you in particular, but I always let them know that that 1950s aesthetic and vibe, right? It was it was a sham. It was right. a sham. Well, you're right, it was right. gilded. Right. There, I mean, there, I think it, America there, was there, lost there was a... before the 1900s. I, if you I, want to truly ask so. me, I think it was like World War One was kind of the start of. I I where, think America had weak. some very had some very serious flaws from the start. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. You know, I, I love America uh, in, in as much as you can love a country without turning it into an idol, right? That's why I actually... That's exactly, why I actually, yeah, exactly. That's why I actually put fraternity last, Yeah. right? I believe the most important thing in your life is God, right? That It's Absolutely, your faith. Yeah. Your Absolutely. faith comes before anything. I mean, and I know some people, somebody might, you know, clutch their pearls and be like, what about your family? Well, if you don't remember, uh, I'm going to feel like, I'm going to feel stupid for not remembering the name, of the uh, biblical character that took his uh, Abraham. His, his child, Abraham yeah. took his child. He was going to sacrifice him. Now right. I'm not saying you should sacrifice your child. Please which don't is, do that. If, if, which if is a the point of that? Telling uh... you to sacrifice your child, please, please <laughs> go get it before you before you think 
but you know, before you jump to the conclusion that God wants you to sacrifice your child, I would like you to go and get some uh, counseling and you know maybe some information, uh, <laughs> some medications yeah. because that might not necessarily be what's happening there. Abraham was yeah. a very particular situation several thousand years ago, but when we're talking about uh, uh, stratifying what's important in life, I always say faith is, is hands down the most important. The next one is your family because that's your immediate surroundings. That's what you have the most control over. Not to control your family, but you have the most influence is probably a better word. And uh, I mean, and responsibility on... for as a man, right? Like you have a responsibility to lead your family. So like yeah, you should you be a... you should be looking upwards to God first, and then mm -hmm. a after that you should be looking downwards, which is your family who's looking up at you. You know, in that like spiritual right. chain of command. Right, and then and then after that, you know, you have your 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 uh, uh, your allegiance to your tribe, right? right. Yeah. Assuming that that tribe is institutional structure aligned to the same values that you know we were saying were more important prior and this is a problem i have uh and we're going to talk more about this as we go along with the new columbia movement because it's a hard topic to broach it's easier for catholics than it might be for protestants i'll tell you because we have a, a more I, I i personally believe we have a more fleshed out philosophy on it but See, America, at the end of the day, is a liberal country from its foundation, and I mean right, liberal yeah, in the yeah. classical sense. I right? mean, just well, just the fact that it's 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 a democracy and not an actual well, like. Yeah, I, I can hear that yeah. some idiot in the background right now. We're not democracy. We're public. Republics are just democracy well, right. with extra. Stuff. The premise that, is a democracy. The premise is that there's right. not a hierarchy that's based on like a bloodline, right? I mean, there's. There were elections taking place. I get that it was a constitutional republic and that it was supposed to be limited and, you know, <laughs> stratified. We're but... near what we, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're, we're the premise near... is uh, democracy in general, which is like the people should have a say in their government and not like a God appointed, um, like ruling class or ruler. Yeah, and, and not to say, well, and not even to say that that's like the perfect system either. But the idea is, in general, we, we have a liberal foundation. Uh, and, and see, liberalism, well, actually, I should say secularism and, and in any type of theistic belief cannot exist side by side, right? Uh, yeah. Separation of church and state always leads to the state having supremacy over the church. Like, they're, 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 unless there is really no time where you're able to keep those powers parallel. Right, the state is always going to try to seize that power for itself. Right. So when you don't have religion as the basis, the objective basis of your your civilization, you you run into issues. And one of the problems with America is while everybody might sit there and go, "Yeah, that's a good idea, freedom of religion. Woo, everybody can do whatever they want." Mm -hmm. Think about that. Now, I think I said this before in an, in the other live stream, but we don't actually have freedom of religion because you can't go and be like a Norse pagan. Uh, a lot the way that Norse pagans used to worship, not the cuck way that they do it now, where they pretend like they're like <laughs> reformed pagans or something. Oh, the, the Nords were actually all gay and vegan and shut up. <laughs> like no, you were. They were bloodthirsty savages. <laughs> they were the yeah. Ugafugas of the North. Okay, so just yeah. deal with it. 
All right, we civilized the North just like we civilized the rest of the world. And then a Christian man with an axe came and... (laughs) We were bad. Now we're good. (laughs) We're moving into your neighborhood. But, um... But, yeah, you obviously can't be a certain... You can't practice your religion in every instance, right? There's weird things in a lot of religions that you can't do. Uh... There's lots of practices within Hinduism and, and sacrifices and rich. I'm not saying Hinduism sacrifices. I'm not making making those two uh, comparisons. But I'm saying is that there are religions that have sacrifices as part of it, right? Maybe it's not as well practiced as they used to be, but they exist. Obviously, you can't then practice your religion, right? That 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 in theory goes against the idea of freedom of religion. Then uh, you can't actually practice any faith that you want. Uh, polygamy is illegal. Uh, uh, as of now yeah. for now <laughs> for now temporarily something that uh, some religions <clears throat> i wonder which ones uh don't tend to have an issue with yeah. so obviously like there's a lot of limitations on that so really it's a farce uh america the, the founders did everything in their power to to try to model america on christian values without explicitly making it a christian country yeah. and that is the problem with the foundation of america right. exactly, is yeah. that they just they wanted to have they, they wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it too right they and this is something that i see a lot of classical liberals have a problem with like i i like sargon of akkad if you've ever listened to his stuff uh yeah. um who's the other one uh, Jordan Peterson, I've heard a few times where like they 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 tango with with Christianity a lot, and they and they're like, oh, that's a good idea, and that's a good idea, and this, that, and another, and but they can never come to that conclusion where it's like they they dedicate themselves to that, right? right. They make it their they they say that this is what society needs to be built on. They always kind of they they get right up to the crack, right up to the crevice there, and then instead of crossing over, they go, oh, but don't 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 take me wrong, and they back away into liberalism again. That's kind of what happened with America from its founding is that we were like 51% sec like like liberalism had 51% sway, Christianity might have had 49, and that that um, you know that ratio widened over time, and we're seeing the the conclusion of that now. Yeah, we're 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 seeing that America ultimately over a long period of time we secularize, right? Because that's the natural uh, inclination of a liberal state is to secularize like that. Uh, and God kind of slowly got replaced by the state. And that's how we got to where we are now. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is because uh, we need... A lot of conservatives right now, they are... they they're a bit confused on how to uh, address the problems in our country. Uh, they think they, they think we need to go back to the fifties yeah. kind of, you know, looping around to what you originally said that kind of got me off on this tangent here. Uh, the fifties was, uh, a, it was a slow burn into where we are now. Right. Yeah. You know, there, there was something in the air that caused the drift to where we are now. There was nothing there to protect us against anything. Because at the end of the day, they always found an excuse to put God to the side in favor for whatever pet ideology they were they were uh, really you know putting their hearts behind at the time. Capitalism, 
democracy and 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 uh, freedoms and the big F freedoms uh, <laughs> yeah. term, right? So science, technology, they, they, entertainment. I mean, they, right, they had a yeah, lot they, of false false idols that we don't want to, you know, we either want to continue yeah. worshiping today, so it's like shh, 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 don't mention that, or it's just outright mm -hmm. denial that it was even happening. Right. We think That's everyone was like super based, and super together. religious, and like actual men and women of God. And it's like, no, that wasn't the case. Like Elvis Presley was, you know, drugs were running rampant. Like out of wedlock sex was happening. Like there was problems, you know, it just, you know, doesn't match up with the vision or whatever. And that, that's just a cop out too. That's an easy cop out of that. You know, it's that saying like, well, if we just return, if we just go back, no, you know, and it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's easy, easy to say way... that it's tough to do that. You know, people don't want to actually fight for what's right. They want to just get mm -hmm. easy shortcuts and just have like what you're saying, like Jordan Peterson. It's like they they mm -hmm. see and can taste what's inherently good, but they don't want to actually take the leap that requires like the actual sacrifice and hard work to get there. Like they don't want to actually become followers of Christ. They just want the rewards of what the rewards that come with following Christ. They don't want to actually right. submit and obey. It. They want to just be blessed. You know, they want the riches. They want to be blessed and, and inherit the kingdom without actually picking up their cross and carrying it. You know, it's like they want the reward you without the actual actually... hard work and sacrifice is required of it. Have you ever seen him do it, like in his speeches? Uh, Jordan Peterson specifically? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty blasphemous about god in the bible i have, I have a lot a lot of thoughts about jordan not, peterson uh, yeah. not necessarily so much that as it is like he gets so close to the point where it's almost like the come on the guy's gonna convert like you're right there look look at it look at it you you just made the points right there it's all right in front of you why 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 won't you just accept it you're so yeah. damn proud. Right. It, it, it annoys me so much that, I mean, they, they recognize it. They see it. They talk about moral values and principles and all these other things, but they can't actually have the foundation for those things if they are atheists, if they are agnostic right. even. If you're if secular, you can't have, and I've, I've had this, must have had this conversation with hundreds of people. If you are an atheist, you cannot have morals. Yeah. And I and I and they'll always blow up. Oh, of course I have morals. But like I'm sure you think you do. Right. Right. Yeah. What you have, what you have, is a is a, um, a collection of beliefs that you hold to be true. Right. And then they'll say, well, that's the same thing as you, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's actually not the same thing because the difference between me and you is I believe that these truths are universal. So what that means is whether or not I am alive, dead. The last person on earth that believes it, nobody on earth believes it, or everybody on earth believes it, it is true. Cosmically, right. universally, it will always be true. Jesus is the Son of God, the Trinity, uh, these, this thing is bad, this thing is good, blah, blah, blah. These are moral, universal truths, right? They're, well, and it's, it's built not, on that foundation. That's the thing, is like you can't build your house on sand. You have to build it on the rock. Why did the why has right. the Catholic Church lasted a thousand years, right? Because it's right. built on truth, like the Orthodox Church. Why is it built? Why is the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church not changing? 
Why are they not hanging pride flags up? Because there's a solid foundation. Uh, it's based on truth. Why is the Methodist church, you know, why are priests literally wearing like rainbow flag, you know, whatever they're called, um, little dresses <laughs> on Sunday morning, like doing gay weddings, because they're not built on truth. They're touching I, I the truth. They're, even... they're manipulating the truth to suit their agendas, but they're, they're based on emotions. They're based on the physical, the world. Like their life is based on their physical life, their physical surroundings, their pleasures, their emotions, not the spiritual truth that is what you're saying, like the logos, the word of God, the actual objective reality that we live in, you know, the thing, the creation that was made and created by the creator, they're going off of just their temporary wants and desires. My last live stream I did this morning, so back in the feed, I talked about the rich young ruler. You know, Jesus encounters a rich young ruler who kind of with his lips and not with his heart asks, hey, Jesus, what can I do to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus says, give away your possessions and follow me. Pick up your cross, carry it, follow me. And the rich young ruler walks away sad and nameless, you know, <laughs> rewardless because he could not give he could not bear to give away his earthly status his earthly titles his earthly riches all of his earthly possessions the things that made him feel good in the here and now to inherit the eternal reward that is the truth and love of god and that's kind of a bigger picture problem and what you're describing perfectly is that someone like jordan peterson is so unwilling to let go of his idols his temporary pleasures his status his position his his good feelings in the here and now for the you know the inter eternal reward that's awaiting him in heaven but he talks about it though so i mean i don't think yeah. i don't see the thing is is if you talk about if you look at his philosophy and his ideas of responsibility and and that people need responsibilities and sacrifice and pain and he talks about a lot of these christian ethics and values and he tends to address them to himself as well and i would not be surprised if if, if him personally right personally he adopts uh, a pseudo christian type of lifestyle right that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to church or anything but when we're talking about like these almost like uh archetypes right if you look at like the, the seven virtues and the seven you know deadly sins and and things of that nature a lot of classical liberals tend to look at those and they look up to them because at the end of the day humanism or whatever stupid word that they want to call their fake moral <laughs> system right yeah. whatever they want to call their 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 stupid never change ever changing pseudo moral uh, uh abomination of a moral code whenever they look at those things um they 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 might be able to adopt it themselves but they don't really like to apply it to society right they don't have they they have this problem where they're they they see all of the issues that come from not having those things they also see those things as being important and they are able to come to this conclusion without god and i think the reason they're able to come to this conclusion even though they don't believe in god is because truth is truth whether you believe in god or not right objective yeah. truth is objective truth and uh the source of that truth is obviously god but you don't even need god to to get there right you 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 can understand it without god but you'll never really like grasp it and that's the problem i think they have is that they understand it intellectually right they're smart people they they understand why all of these things work 
and why other things don't work. They get why a society can be built this way and it works, and a society can be built the way that a lot of people want it to go right now, and it breaks. They're smart people. They can see uh, group A works, group B doesn't work. But the problem they have is that because they don't accept God as true, right, it's just philosophy to them. Right. right. It's just another version of it's just another version of philosophy. And because yeah. of that, they don't because of this, because of the way that they think, they 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 don't like the idea of creating societies where any of that is enforced. Yeah. And I think that's what tends to be the problem. And that's something that America has always struggled with, yeah. is that you can't say something is morally good and then not do anything about it. So I, I think a good conversation uh, to have uh, as, as a civilization right now, especially among the right, is what do we stand for and what do we actually want to do? Because I don't right. hear anything productive. Like we were getting back to the, the meat and potatoes of what we were talking about earlier. We need something productive. A lot of secularists, liberals, the uh, Jordan Peterson types, right? They can have all the great ideas in the world they want. You can apply it individually, and that's great. I like some of Jordan Peterson's uh, 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 lectures about responsibility and things of that nature. I think it helps some guys. I think a lot of them look at that and they go, yeah, you know what? That applies to me. I do need to get some responsibility. I do need to clean my room. I'm looking at my room right now. It's a mess, right? Clean your room. <laughs> Be a lobster. <laughs> or, or don't be a lobster, however that goes, I, I forget. You know, his 12 rules for life or whatever aren't that bad either. But but that might help people on an individual level, but it doesn't help people on a societal level. Uh, especially if you don't have the truth behind it. And, and that you don't, because it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick as well. Well, then but, applying that to the bigger picture too, like because you're kind of getting into like that, is like, who are the thought leaders of the Republicans right now? It's like Charlie Kirk, oh, Ben Shapiro. Jews. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jews it's, and atheists. It's, it's, it's people who don't have a spiritual connection to God. They're intellectuals. Right. They're physical. Jews and atheists. They live in the mental and the physical. They don't live in the spiritual. So these Charlie Kirks and Ben Shapiros are talking about how monetarily, you know, fiscal conservatism, you know, and it's like, you know, fiscal Joe Rogan right and, and Jordan B. Peterson are like philosophically – Oh, they're they're quote unquote masculine or whatever. You know, it's like it's like ideals of conservatism, and they're scratching the surface. That's why that's why they can kind of be put into that ballpark or perceived to be, you know, conservatives or Republicans because they're kind of scratching the surface of truth. But there's no spiritual there. There's no actual like spiritual connection to God, which is why someone like Nick Fuentes, whether you love him or hate him, I mean, I have my disagreements with them or whatever, like. But I respect him because he's spiritually waking people up. His discussions are, yeah, it's a lot of complaints, which kind of turns me off of him just kind of complaining about the way things are. But he's like, here's what we as Christians need to do about it. You know, the solution is based in the spiritual. We need to spiritually reconnect to God. Christ is our, is king. What are we going to do? Let's let's act upon that. Let's use that as our, you know, our our North Star to guide us towards the right direction. That's what we need. Like, that's why conservatism and republicanism is failing. And then the bigger picture, that's why America's failing. Because America is so caught up into the temporary emotions and the physical and the mental. And we're totally lacking the spiritual, which is clearly what's needed. Right? <laughs> it's clearly what's needed. Need so we, so me and you, like, we need to, need to step up. You know, whoever out there is watching or listening or just wants to make an impact, 
that's the key is basing yourself, your truth, like you basing yourself on the truth of God, letting it guide you and lead you in the right direction. And then spreading that out outward into the world for others to see and hear and, you know, be leaders. We need to lead. We need to lead people spiritually back to God instead of just, Leading them to my I YouTube channel for clicks or leading them to the page where they can buy my sure mugs or whatever. Hit yeah. that subscribe button and that notification bell. Jo Leave a like, comment, and yeah. make sure you tell us what you thought. Yeah. Join, below. join. We'll see you in the next one. Join Please my mug club. Yeah. Join, join, my, join my Patreon. Yeah. Patreon, you subscribe, you join my mug Sean club. V <laughs> you don't have a Sean V Planet uh, OnlyFans yet? No, no, not at all. Yeah, no. No. We were thinking we should do a we should, we should we should get the best guys in, that are in shape with the New Columbia movement. And we're gonna do like a we're gonna do like a big New Columbia calendar. It's gonna be like the trad calendar, and every every month is, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be our members doing super yeah. masculine stuff. Yeah, praying the rosary, and it's gonna be a guy praying the rosary, taking the taking the body, taking the body, you know, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in the, in the confessional, like, in the confessional. <laughs> in, in, yeah, in the confessional, absolutely jacked. Like, just, just, just doing everything, like, like, just, just, yeah, yeah. Well, that is a, that's a good there, segue there, there to, could uh... be some, there could be some theological, there, there could be some issues there, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll iron it out as we come along. We'll, we'll do our, we'll do our trad NCM calendar. What a weird way that segues to a question I have for no, you weird. Uh, <laughs> in an unorthodox way. There's nothing weird about that at uh, all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what is a man to uh, you? Hmm. That's an interesting, that's an interesting question. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, there's there's two ways to approach that. The one thing is is that I have always believed wholeheartedly that part of being a man is not letting other people define you. And now somebody from like the LGBT group would be like, "Yeah, I cannot be defined. I am me." Hmm. That's yeah, not necessarily <laughs> what I mean by it. I don't like it when somebody comes at you with the like, "You're not a man because you don't do something." Right, yeah. uh, because it's manipulative. Uh, it, it make it, it makes the other person. Uh, it, it's it's manip I feel it's manipulative. Uh, however, at the same time, there are things that do make up the traditional, like the idea of a man, and that's responsibility, uh, um, being a provider, things of that nature. However, the way in which you do that doesn't have to be a particular way. Like, think of it like this. Uh, somebody might be more inclined to reading, writing, math, and and maybe they they get a good job with computer sciences, right? And that's not the most masculine job in the world. You know, unless you're sitting there and, like, you're, like, busting out of your... Like, <laughs> we're going back to that, that joke before where it's just like, yeah, I, I work white-collar, but I am still masculine. It's like, absolutely jacked guy, tiny keyboard. Wasn't there a meme going around with that for a while? Yeah. Well, yeah, the the, the the many masculine, like the strong men on the keyboards. Yeah, like, like the bodybuilders like the and they have like the tiny keyboards and they're, and, they're, and they're like, yes, King, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, see, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't 
wasn't ready for that question. There, there's, I, I, I'd have to come back to it, honestly, because there's a couple of ways that I can see that answering that question going wrong, and I can see there's some importance to it as well. Yeah. Like, I, I see... I come from the one like I have a, I have a perspective in the sense that I don't like people um, telling other people what makes a man or what makes a woman because I tend to see it as an attempt to manipulate somebody to do something and it doesn't always have to it does it's not always a good thing so there's positive and negative there right if if somebody says you know uh, let's say you you left your family right you're some scumbag and you had a wife and kids and you just ran off and then somebody corners you and they're like, you know, you need to be a man and go back to your family. I guess I would agree with that. You're, you are pressuring that person, but it's an, it's a good thing to do. But sometimes I see it in other ways, especially if you look at like certain cultures where it might be, if you're not a gangbanger, you're not a man, you know, you're not like overly aggressive. You're not a man. If you're, right, like you're it's not relative. like, like it's relative. Yeah. Yeah, because there's ways that that can become a manipulative thing as well. So uh, I would take, I guess if I was going to define what a man would be, I would say uh, somebody, uh, well, number one, a man is a guy with a penis. <laughs> yeah, uh, born, you know, born male. Born male. Born, born male, right? You can't, you can't make one any other way. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I believe it has to do with purpose and responsibility. See, uh, unlike like a woman that tends to, you know, they're they're more predisposed to nurture. Uh, men are supposed to be the protector and the one that takes on the responsibility. So I think uh, virtues such as diligence, uh, strength, honesty, uh integrity things of that nature would be something that i would i would define as a as, as being masculine traits yeah uh you know those those can be traits that you could really say that that are good for anybody but in particular for a man because when you don't have those things you have more issues but yeah i don't know that that's a difficult <laughs> one man you gotta you gotta give well, yeah. me the, you gotta give me these like hard hitting philosophical questions in advance <laughs> Uh, I'm coming on here thinking I'm going to be talking about, you know, I'm talking about fat people and liberals. And yes. the next thing you know, yes. you're asking me the meaning of life. And I'm going to like, hey, let, let yes. me get back to you on that one. I, I got to get my dissertation ready. <laughs> well, yeah. But, and then similarly, uh, I'll get my deep philosophical questions are going to continue here. Because what is a woman? Uh, they have a vagina and they have. And they have a <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so what is a man? What is a woman? I, I, you kind of answered that already, but um, and then yeah. just what are the proper leadership roles in the family, and if you want to expand on that, the community, the church, and the nation. Well, men should should typically uh, men are more designed to be the defenders, right? The protectors, the people with uh, uh, responsibilities in the sense of like protectioning, cohesion, and women are supposed to be more of the nurturers and i guess i guess a weird way to put it now that i'm thinking about it is that women give civilization a reason to exist and then guys make that civilization safe exactly yeah absolutely that's, that's a, an interesting way to put it because women at the end of the day are the core of society right that's uh, if it, if it wasn't it's going to sound this is going to sound gynocentric but 
It, without women, you don't have a civilization, right? right? This is why all the like old ancient civilizations would go around and raid and take each other's women, because at the end of the day, no women, no children, no civilization. So, well, right, and like I mean, Adam, women... specifically, God made a woman for Adam because Adam couldn't do it alone, right? Right. So, like so that implies that men are... are limited. Men have like a, an important role. They're the first creation. Mm -hmm. They're given the task, the primary task of tending to the garden. But, mm -hmm. right, but is the key word there, he needed help. And he needed someone to help him create and, you know, carry that on, carry on the work after he's gone. That's why the woman was made. And that's an important role. I mean, you can say that's second in line or it's not as important. You, know, you can try to skew that and scheme it's that all you want. But the premise, the premise is there. Like the man was created for a unique and purpose, per like meaningful reason and, and serves a purpose. And so does the woman. It's like a complementary yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, people want to hate on everything about that, but <laughs> Adam's job was—I mean, Adam was given the task to tend to the garden, and Eve was created to help him carry out that task. You know, and she wouldn't have been created in the first place if he could have done done it alone. You know. Right. Um. Well, what is a Christian? Uh, so a, when, when we are talking about the type of people that we would allow into our organization, uh, Trinitarian, so that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, obviously that would include general Christian values, uh, Ten Commandments, the Trinitarian part, believe it or not, is actually very important because I've, I've noticed that a lot of the, the weirder a sect is tends to ha uh, um, harken back to that a lot. Uh, I guess the quickest way to define what we would consider to be a Christian would be uh, the Nicene Creed. Yeah. Love it. Is, uh, is I the... mean, I'm sure you're... Sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. I cut you off, I'm sorry. No, I, I was saying I was saying that the Nicene Creed would, would probably be the easiest definition for what a Christian is. In a in a very in a very broad sense. Yeah, we just went over this um, in my uh, you know, my little Lutheran Bible study group. Uh, don't hate mm -hmm. on me. <laughs> don't hate on me. I live in hate Nashville. Already. Everyone I associate already. with in real life is Protestants. Um, mm -hmm. But we, yeah, we just got to actually did a really big deep dive into like the Trinity and the Nicene Creed and like, you know, the importance of it and the need for it. Um, and like I can see this is probably where like you and I would disagree or like me and some of the some of the boys in the movement would disagree because I'm a little more open to kind of the mentality that like we're all kind of cousins in the faith so like i see like catholics and orthodox and a lot of like not all <laughs> not all not all but most like maybe not even most but you know just a good amount of people like i'm not really in a denomination like i'm not baptized in any specific church but i mean i am a christian i am a follower of christ i'm on fire for the lord i have the holy spirit working in and through me you know but i I see it as like we're all on the side fighting for Christ against evil. Like we're on team good fighting against evil. 
but there's going to be a lot of disagreements along the way. Now, there's certain things where you can cross lines where you stop being on on team good. You know, you might think you're on team good, but like Mormons, you know, you start really getting into some like blasphemous well, you stuff. Have to have, you know, there's there's certain things that it's like I don't really care. You might be a good person, you might, you know, appear to be an ally, that kind of thing. You might be doing good works, but are you truly a Christian? Are you truly born again? Are you truly following Christ, like picking up your cross and carrying it? I don't know, you know. And then it's an individual right. basis. Like some people in every church are, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing. So you can't even, I don't think you can really say like this church or this denomination because there's going to be bad fruit occasionally in every grouping of, of men, right? They're sinners. We're all fallen. And those who don't truly accept Christ and follow him in all his right ways, they're going to still be bad spoiled fruit. Um, but there's just certain lines that get crossed where I just think there's no going back. You know, you, you can't really call yourself a Christian if you're doing some very, like, blasphemous stuff, some very anti-biblical stuff. Um, this, is the, this is the problem with unorganized Christianity is, see, the, the idea of what is a Christian is actually something that's um, a difficult question to get into depending on how you're looking at it. See, now I've heard Protestants like you say, you know, oh, you know, uh, believe in the Bible, they're on fire for Christ, and blah, 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 blah. Not, not, not mocking what you're saying on that, but the thing is, is that if that was all that was needed, we wouldn't have any issues. You know, like the... So I, obviously I'm going to have a different view on this because I'm Catholic. Obviously the organization that we have isn't, isn't, isn't all Catholic. Uh, we are predominantly Catholic in our in our uh, narrative and convictions and, and and our rhetoric as well. But see, I believe that being Christian being Christian has uh, a lot of there's a lot of um, molding yourself to God's will. And the problem between say a Catholic and a Protestant is that a Catholic has a more concrete idea of what that is, or at least what we believe that to be, which obviously I would believe it to be true, but other people wouldn't. Uh, they're just wrong. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I think that actually ends up coming into a conversation about organized versus unorganized Christianity, because... Unorganized Christianity runs into the issue of everybody ends up making their own definitions and their own personal narratives and such. I don't like that because I don't really. Well, it's I don't the, it's the, the faith was the idea of sola scriptura, right? Is that that's kind of the thing, and then like the church tradition. Right, but the problem so like, with the without, Scriptura is, is that there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that isn't always consistent. Right, and Sola Scriptura... something that could be... Well, because Sola Scriptura can be, anyone can pick up a Bible, quote something out of context, and basically make up their own religion, right? And that's kind of what happens with Protestantism, is they take something out of context, mm -hmm. they quote you know, one of the epistles, one of Paul's letters, and they say, see, see... This makes, you know, blah, 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 blah. This makes me correct, you know? Well, <laughs> you know, you're missing context. You're missing, like, the things that, that early church leaders and early Christ followers have already worked out and worked through, you know? 
That's why church tradition is is very important, right? Oh, but, if you don't mind me asking, how do you end up becoming non-denominational while still adhering to uh, the Bible plus the church fathers? Because typically that 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 style of theology, most Protestants don't even recognize. Like I'm talking about like low church Protestants, and I'm not saying low is in worse, but uh, I have to keep my personal biases out of it. <laughs> It's not as easy as you yeah, think, hey, believe me. Walk on those eggshells, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I know. It's, it's one of those things. No, I mean, I'm, I'm but... just the gray man that sinks through the cracks because I I don't know. I, I, I love and appreciate and respect Catholics and the Catholic Church. Mm. I also love and appreciate, like, Church of Christ. You know, I wouldn't join Church of Christ. I wouldn't be baptized in Church of Christ. But they're very biblical. They're like, what does the Bible say? And let's look up yeah, what it actually but, means and not just what we think it means, but what does it actually mean? So well, there's, there's a there's, term that I've heard. I mean, the same thing with Orthodox. critical to that. Like the Orthodox Church, oh. though, too. Like, I mean, I've, I think that they're very on it as well. You know, it's like, what does, what, what is the core essence of it? But I can, you know, I just, in this gray man where I'm in the middle, where I'm like, I think a, a lot or most of the Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox Church is is fighting for Christ and they're doing it genuinely and they have a spiritual connection with God. I think the same with most or all of the Catholic Church. I think a lot of like, you know, a lot of Baptists are doing that too. A lot of, you know, Church of Christ are doing that too. There's some denominations that just start to really drift astray that I'm not going to lump into groups, you know, but at the end of the day, I think it is it, it really what it really comes down to is a personal inward relationship with Jesus Christ, with God, the Trinity, the Triune God. Are you truly connected spiritually to God through His Son, Jesus Christ? I really think that at the end of the day is what is important and what matters. And I think the Catholic Church has done a lot of good. I don't buy into all the propaganda and nonsense that's put out there by Protestants and atheists. Um, but I also think a lot of other churches do a lot of good, too, and a lot of other denominations. So I'm just this I mean, gray man it, it, where I'm like, quote, unquote, non-denominational, whatever you want to call me. I just call myself a follower of Christ. I just try to pick I up my think, cross and carry it. You know, that's my <laughs> – I try to lay down yeah, my life and I, obey, obey Christ at all times. And wherever that takes me, it takes me, you know. Yeah, the, the the problem with that, I mean, de I mean, definitely even from like an organizational perspective, is that if there's no hard theology behind it, it's hard to defend. Like, I mean, if you so so, there's a term that's thrown around in some traditional Catholic circles. It's called bibliodolater, uh, and that's sometimes what we tend to call sola scriptura types. We call them bibliodolaters. See, I'm I'm, end, I'm not sola scriptura. I just want to make that clear. Right, but I'm yeah, but I'm explaining that part in the sense that we call them bibliodolaters because the Bible was never commissioned by Jesus, nor was it written by him. It was written by his right. apostles for him to inform us of the faith. And ultimately, there was a group of people that came together, you know, uh, to actually codify what is going to be canon, right? What's going to be the biblical canon, and. Uh, while you, the Bible is an important resource, right? The Bible is an important resource for us, but it's not the only thing. The only thing that 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 Jesus commissioned and left for us would have been the church. And the problem with saying the church 
is that all of all of a sudden a lot of these people have a different interpretation on what that means. Now, obviously, as a Catholic, I could tell you what I think the church means, and the Orthodox could tell you that too. But the problem with some of these smaller independent churches is I think they all end up thinking themselves their own pope, and they don't tend to really think about the church. See that that's that's interesting because typically the Protestants, a lot of Protestants that I know. They take the Bible as face value, and they don't even know what the church fathers are, right? Like, who were the church fathers? And and I love asking this question because they blow their heads off when I ask it. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, so yeah, I just I follow the Bible and God's law. I'm like, okay, who actually like wrote the Bible? They'll be like, Jesus wrote the Bible. No, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus, Jesus wrote the Bible. No, Jesus didn't write the Bible. You know, the things that Jesus yeah. did are in the Bible, right? But Jesus didn't write the Bible, nor did he commission it. So right. to say it's inspired, that your entire inspired work religion, of those who knew him. Yeah, yeah, right. So to say that your entire faith is based on the Bible is an incomplete like your faith is missing the couple of gears like 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 it, you can go through the bible and uh, you know you can understand what's going on but it's kind of like what i was saying earlier you're missing the few little little pieces that pull it all in together now another thing that's very interesting uh when, when we talk about uh certain types of protestants specifically the sola scriptura kind is that almost all of church history it's not like somebody could have grabbed a, a book of the bible Right? No, nobody could have just went to the store like, I'm going to go buy the Bible and read. Most people couldn't even read, period. Right? Most people were illiterate. Most people would never be able to afford a book, considering how long it took for them to actually, because they had to handwrite them, you know. <laughs> you ever see a Bible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much writing that is? That's a lot of writing. Somebody had to handwrite that for a long time, and it wasn't on paper either. It might have been like animal hide or something that they were writing that on, papyrus or whatever. <laughs> you know, it wasn't up until a couple hundred years ago that they actually started printing the stuff out, and there were enough people, or probably only like two, three hundred years, maybe even less than that, maybe like two hundred years since anybody was able to sit down and a majority of people could actually read it. So I don't believe that the religion was ever organized in a way that would be... Um, something that you can just pick up and learn on your own now i know that this you know the apocrypha is something that uh, a lot of protestants don't adhere to the the books of the bible that are taken out for a See, lot of protestants. I, I do though so i, I have an orthodox yeah, so, bible which is basically the same thing as the catholic bible with the with the apocrypha books that were taken out so the issue that sometimes happens there is whenever so if somebody believes all of those you'll realize that a lot of the letters, like, for example, the letters of the Corinthians, that, uh, which our organization went over a couple of days, uh, actually, for over a couple of weeks, we went through the whole letters, letters to the Corinthians, and we discussed it. And the one interesting thing was the, a large chunk of the, of, of the church's work, you know, the apostles spreading the faith, after, uh, you know, Jesus died and was resurrected, and, you know, a after he ascended, uh, a lot of the work of the of the apostles was basically going around correcting people. Right. I mean, that's every one of right. Paul's letters is him basically correcting something wrong with one of the churches. Right. And this is why I'm, and I mean, this is kind of why I might be a little confused by your faith a little bit. I, I get it. So I'm, a, I'm a confused yeah, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I it, understand. It seems, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be like the thing with orthodoxy, right? The thing with orthodoxy and Catholicism is that, that inherent understanding that, that there is need for correction, right? There is a legitimate objective interpretation that needs to be enforced. 
Otherwise, you lose orthodoxy, you know, the other term, orthodoxy. You know, you, you lose that actual legitimate faith, and then you get these, these new interpretations, which really we used to call heresies. You know, now we just call them, you know, Pastor Jim's Bible study over on Corner Street. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it used to be a Chinese restaurant, now it's a Bible, uh, Bible study place. But, uh, you know, we don't go around and fraternal, you know, we, we don't go around and correct people anymore, and that's why we have all of these things. So Orthodox obviously have their way of, of correcting people, uh, and then the, the Catholic Church has their way of correcting people. Protestantism tries to use the Bible as its own, you know, thing, and the problem is the Bible, if you know, like, you ever see where they, they make fun of literature classes where it's like the curtains are blue? Why are the curtains blue? Well, the curtain is blue to symbolize the depression of the writer. The curtain is blue to remind the character of the sea where they lost their great-grandpa. The, the curtain is blue because of this. The curtain is blue because of the sky. And like, well, maybe the curtains are just freaking blue. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can interpret things in writing that you couldn't interpret without context from the author. And obviously, uh, you know, the Catholic and Orthodox churches would, you know... Uh, have legitimacy in saying that uh, I know who the authors are because we're the people that said the books were good. So, uh, the pro yeah. So when <laughs> when you have a lot of Protestant sects that go and they make their own interpretations, you can have a situation where you can interpret something three different ways, and then you end up getting three different churches out of it. And obviously, that's what happens all the time. Right. Because think about it, there's nothing in the Bible that actually says, um, uh, like, lesbianism is wrong. Right? It doesn't well, actually say that abortion I mean, is Romans, wrong. Romans in the 1 Bible. does, but it's weird. It's, that's, I hate pointing at the epistles of Paul because Paul is specifically writing to churches to correct specific things that were happening at that church. But in Romans one, he does specifically say that like women with women on women in sexual interactions is immoral and needs to stop. <laughs> you know, basically all the debauchery right. that was happening in Rome at the time needed to stop. You know, you know some as we know, some churches don't accept those books. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and again, that <laughs> we're hitting the we're hitting the I nose, mean, we're hitting the problem right on the nose, right? When people say, ah, "I like these books," I don't like the, that book too much. <laughs> ah, I like these yeah. beliefs, but you know what? Technically, yeah. the entire Bible doesn't talk about that. But you're right. You know, there is a portion right here. So if we take that portion away, I still get to get my lesbians, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't see it anywhere else. Obviously, we're good. <laughs> I remember this one guy. This is oh, this is a good one. Uh, so this one, oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this. That's fine. I hope somebody pulls it up and laughs at it. Uh, so this one guy was telling us about, he was on like, like a Catholic dating site and he was talking to this girl for a while. And the girl eventually started talking about how she really liked feet <laughs> and she really wanted guys to like lick her toes. Oh, gosh. And, and I remember, now obviously this is hilarious to us. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious to us. So I remember the one question the one guy asked in the chat was, yo, guys, so I'm a little confused here because the biblical silence on premarital toe-sucking is deafening. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously that's just yeah. funny, but, but it, it, when you get somebody that's, like, really making their own interpretations in the Bible and they really want to get some of them toes... 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, that's justification for it. it it's, it's just, it, yeah. It, that's a big problem are... is that is picking and choosing the Bible and then saying, like, why doesn't the Bible address this specific thing? Well, when you when you know and understand the entirety, the whole thread of the Bible itself, the whole premise of everything that God is teaching you and wants you to do, it should be obvious that you should be sucking some toes, you know? <laughs> it's it not could, obvious it, to her. It becomes very obvious. Well, that's someone Wasn't who's, obvi- that's someone who's, who's, a, who's a sinner who hasn't repented and hasn't truly believed in God yet, you know? And imagine, yet, imagine yet being the key word, down, yet. Imagine, imagine getting sent to hell for that. <laughs> Man, oh, yeah. just like you've lived an otherwise good life, but then you you like you, you get down, it's like like you go down to hell, and it's like, I've done everything I was that was asked of me. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, them toes, Yeah, that, that toe thing, though. Uh... <laughs> the toe thing, though, was kind of a no-no there. Well, that's the big thing with, like, homosexuality because, you know, people will, you know, people will try to refute it or justify their depravity by saying, you know, well, Jesus never, Jesus himself never specifically said homosexuality was bad. And it's like, right. yes, fact, right? But does anything in the Bible lead you to believe that that's being condoned or approved of or desired by God. I mean, from from page one of the Bible, it's man and woman, and it's be fruitful and multiply, and it's a lot of you know dealing with sexual depravity and sexual immorality outside of marriage and how bad it is and how it shouldn't be done. And you know, even like Matthew five, Matthew nineteen, Jesus is talking about marriage. He's talking about the proper biblical roles and functions of marriage. It's not man and man or woman and woman it's man and woman because it's assumed that by now everyone gets it you know it doesn't have to be specifically addressed so a lot of times when it's like well but jesus didn't specifically say this thing so now i get to suck toes it's like well well you're kind of missing the whole point there buddy you know it's like yeah he doesn't have to specifically address every topic you need to be reading the bible and understanding it in its entirety not picking and choosing scriptures to justify your point or pointing out that there's not one or two scriptures to disprove your point, you know? Right. And Which I agree. That's, that's why you need to... church tradition. That's like, and that's kind of what I was wrapping around to is like, I do believe church tradition is important. Can... I just kind of am in this ballpark where I think church tradition is great for different people in different places. Like people in Russia, mm-hmm. I think that Eastern Orthodox is good for them. You know, I think that people uh, in, in Europe, in Western Europe, I think that the Catholic Church is great for them. You know, I think in America, there's a mix of a bunch of different things and it's good for them. I think at the end of the day, as long as you're genuinely, truly seeking God in all his right ways and you're doing it genuinely and truly and you've been born again in his spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide you in the right direction. So uh, I just think I, see, I, don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> And we won't, we won't, and we won't, I get it. (laughs) That's true. But that's why if you continue just to seek God in his right ways, he'll, you know, if you seek, if you seek, you will find. So God will find a way of, of showing you if you are genuinely seeking with a, with a pure and open heart. And Hey, he might, he might lead you to the Catholic church. You know, it's like, I think that God will find a way in the end to, if you're genuinely, truly seeking him, if you have faith in him, he will provide, he will show you the way. And I don't think he's just going to like, the the thing is, is that, that it starts to lead into like relativism where it's like, okay, well, the Orthodox is good for them and the Catholics are good for them. And, and, you know, Protestants are okay for them. 
then it then you know the issue is for example a lot of the Protestant churches that you even mentioned before that you seem to be okay with uh, at least some of them anyways uh, I think I think a better option than toe sucking there <laughs> is going to be like contraception right now contraception is not I mean look I'm not a biblical scholar here so because I know there's going to be like 10 different people that are, oh I've got a quote that says this and I've got a quote that says this you know whatever okay dude I don't have the entire bible memorized but at, uh, how I'm dare a Catholic you? after I'm a Catholic after all. How, okay? how, how, how dare you not not be able to memorize every single scripture? In the... Yeah, I, I, I'm not an aesthetic. But um, yeah. it doesn't mean the Bible's not important. It just means that I don't have it all memorized. So I'm not going to remember if there's a specific part that I'm missing. But I know this is an issue anyways. That because I don't I know a lot of the solar scriptura crowd doesn't 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 tend to follow this. Uh, the Catholic Church teaches uh, not to use contraception. Right. And. That's a big issue, right? That's a big that's a big issue of moral concern that the Orthodox and Protestant churches don't always agree with. So the idea that Jesus would lead people to a church, to to, to two different churches that actively believe two very different things, I I think that that's where we start to lead into the relativism a little bit. Not that I'm grilling you, you know, you're, no, you're on a journey on your own, but. Uh, well, see, for that's, example, I know, like, see, this is why we're gonna have to have you back on to have an actual <laughs> debate. <laughs> oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, I know this time we didn't really plan it out too much, but yeah, I'll come on and yeah. I'll come on and cage fight you. Yeah. yeah, well, faith first works. Uh, well, uh, who who has the true body of Christ? Who's truly uh, the communion? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll hash out all the things. Um, but I, I have a few more questions, and then I have, actually have to run. So sorry about that. But um, no, I did want to ask you. Oh yeah. Food. Ooh, food. Yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I wanted to ask you, um, like, where do you see yourself in 2030? You and the New Columbia okay, movement. Right. Where do you see yourself ten years, basically ten years from now, nine years from now? Me personally. Hmm. I'd like to have a family at some point. Yeah. I right. I I I'm I don't I don't harp on that idea. It it happens when it happens. You know, you should actively be searching. We can't make it like this all engulfing goal. I notice some people tend to do that and then the problem is you end up objectifying marriage itself. Right, it's this, and then it causes issues. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to be married. I'd like to have children, uh, but it's, uh, you know, probably a better job, better living situation, most of the average stuff, you know, uh, better shape and whatnot. Uh, fully trad cap, you... fully trad cap or not? <laughs> trad cap for what? Uh, like in twenty thirty, are you going full trad cap? Like oh, I already like, am. Like homesteading and. You got eight kids, you're homesteading out in the country. Like, are you doing it you or know not? What? <laughs> I, you know what? I would not be opposed to it. Like, I, I don't like, I don't like the idea of putting that idea in my head beforehand because then, like I said, yeah, you run into this issue where I know people that want to be, you know, they want the eight kids and the, and the farmstead and stuff. And then the one, and, and see, life is never that easy or life never turns out that way, you know, for some people. You get married, and maybe the, the the woman can't have kids. 
you know, yeah. or the or the guy ends up not being able to have kids, or you end up losing a job, or somebody gets sick, somebody gets paralyzed. You know, that's so, why you adopt eight about... kids. <laughs> huh? That's why you adopt eight kids. Yeah, yeah, adoption <laughs> is important. Unfortunately, they make it so stupidly expensive and difficult to yeah. do now. Hmm, I, I wonder wrong. why. Hmm, I wonder yeah, I think why. I think yeah. yeah, they do it on purpose. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I would, I would like all of that. I I really don't have a lot of goals and aspirations like like on a personal level I'm a lot about you know seeking truth seeing what kind of things I can do productively uh financially I'm more I have more of an entrepreneurial spirit you know I got that spirit in me so I like the idea of making enough money to start a little business or something but yeah that's me personally as the organization I'm hoping that we can eventually get to a point where we have active chapters in every region and we are able to go do small events otherwise help each other out with uh you know when when people have kids when they have when they get married uh you know a successful media production so that would be you know maybe like a magazine regular youtube videos professional podcasts yeah uh I think we can set ourselves up very well. It's just a slow ride there. Everybody wants it done tomorrow. Yeah. Like as as you've seen, we don't we don't move fast. We move steady. And I don't even want to say slow, but we we're steady. I'm sure you can see in our Slack and whatnot that you know it's like a, it's like it's like a machine. Yeah, just slowly grinding away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far, like, like I don't know how often you check in on Slack and see the stuff that we're up to, but is that kind of how you would, uh, or how would you kind of generalize what you've seen from us so far based on what you've seen while you're there for kind of your listeners that might be interested? Yeah, it's organized chaos. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you guys are doing fun stuff, too, like in the Slack, talking about gaming, sharing art, you know, religious discussions, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, then it's down to business. It's like, all right, how can we spread this message? How are we getting ourselves out there? Like, uh, you guys just spread, you guys just opened a chapter in Florida. Is that correct? Well, we have, we have a lot of guys in Florida. Florida, yeah. Texas. Um, you have a, a couple other states. You're Pennsylvania. Uh, mostly, Isn't someone in yeah, it's uh, Massachusetts? Regional. It's mostly regional, but our biggest concentration of guys are mostly Florida, Texas, California, and like the tri-state area. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are, you know, it's, it's that it's like you aren't in the same city to easily meet up. So yeah, it's going to be a little chaotic and crazy and a little disorganized, but there's drive, there's passion there, there's vision. And that's kind of really what you need at the core, you know? So like you said, just step-by-step grinding away, figuring out as you go Mm -hmm. trial and error, you know, there's going to be problems. There's going to be downs, there's going to be ups, but yeah, I mean, as long as you're just, you just continue to just seek the good, the true, the beautiful, and try to spread that around, like, it's going to work. You know, God will grant you favors, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've we got to wait for our pallets of cash from the <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I mean, God, well, God will open the right doors for you at the right time, and he'll close the right doors for you at the right time. You know, if you just keep mm-hmm. kind of walking with him, for him, by him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about New Columbia Movement. I, I, I love it. Uh, I don't know if I'm fully in it because I am a quote Protestant, uh, <laughs> a pro, a pro cook or whatever. <laughs> I'm well, seeing, I wouldn't call myself a Protestant. That's why I specifically say non-denominational because I am a big Protestants tend to 
not like Catholics and Orthodox, I tend to love and appreciate them. So I'm just this weird gray oh. man in the middle, but I, I'm kind of that floater in the group where uh, <laughs> I don't really want to be too involved because I can see how my uh, beliefs will probably kind of, you know, not mesh entirely too well with the vision of the group. But I do, I'm fully supportive of you guys. Uh, I love you guys. I support you guys. And I think you guys have, uh, you know, a bright future ahead of you and a meaningful future ahead of you. And this country right, needs yeah. it. This country needs a lot of men like you um, doing what you're doing. Um, and before before we go, for sure, uh, make sure to say where people can follow you. Because I got you guys are at your, your handles are a little different, right? So you're at NCMVMT on Twitter. Right. But it's the new Columbia movement spelled out on Telegram. Oh. Yeah. And then you guys are also on Gab. And are you anywhere else? Yeah. Parlor, for what it's uh, worth. It's more or less, it's more or less uh, just uh, having it for the sake of having it. Oh, you no. Know, Parlor's uh, back. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I, I like a lot of times I go on and I'm like, is it broke? Oh, no, it's working just as intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah. we're back on Facebook, the New Columbia Movement. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are our biggies right now. Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Uh, our Gab, our Parlor. Uh, those are kind of our secondaries. You know, just stuff. Oh, we're also on Minds. <laughs> we're on Minds.com <laughs> as well. For what? Again, yeah. for what it's worth, <laughs> it's only there. It's only there because we wanted to, you know, be present pretty much and and yeah. we have and i think i told you before we have that cockroach approach of the idea of they, they i want to make sure that that if the powers that be ever wanted to take us down that uh there's plenty of opportunity for us to weasel yeah absolutely and yeah. make them take you down don't take yourself right down. yeah mm -hmm. yeah i love it i love it man yeah best of luck prayers prayers going out to you guys uh and keep up the good work yeah, faith, family, fraternity. All right. <laughs> it's so needed, so necessary. It was good being here. Right on. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBlanet.com. A lot of my artwork comes from a good man and friend of mine, Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. His company, Mountain Folk, is amazing. They promote artists. They create mesmerizing art and they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad, just help good people do good things.